Welcome, my name is Pastor Scotty Bockhaus, and we thank you for taking some time to listen to some audio recordings from the pulpit of the Riverview Baptist Church. Our desire is to show the Lord high, holy, and lift it up, as well as try to be a blessing to those through the Word of God. Please enjoy this message, and we pray that it will be a blessing to your life. Well, if you wouldn't mind to take your copy of the Word of God and turn with me to the Old Testament book of Ecclesiastes. The Old Testament book of Ecclesiastes and Ecclesiastes in chapter number four. Ecclesiastes and chapter number four. <laughs> We're going through this wonderful book of Ecclesiastes and it is a different book. It is a book that is written by Solomon towards the end of his life as he has taken an honest and realistic evaluation of his life. For the last 15 years, he has been living away from God. And as he's looking back at his life, he's drawing conclusions about how empty and vain his life is because he has been living his last several years without regard to God. And we're thankful to be able to take this honest look because we could relate to that. There are many times that we have walked away from the Lord or maybe before we came to know the Lord and we saw how empty and vain our life really was. Well, now we come to an encouraging part, something that, that even Solomon, as he is looking up to God by faith, gives a declaration of faith in the book of Ecclesiastes in chapter 3. Ecclesiastes chapter 3, and notice with me in verse number 14. Ecclesiastes chapter 3 and verse 14. Notice this verse. I know that whatsoever God doeth, it shall be forever. Nothing can be put to it, nor anything taken away from it. For God doeth it that men should fear before him. And if you have never highlighted this verse, marked this verse, done something, this needs to be one of your go-to verses in your life. This needs to be one of the most important verses you turn to. Ecclesiastes chapter 3 and verse 14. I know that whatsoever God doeth, it shall be forever. If you're in the habit of marking things, mark that phrase there. It shall be forever. Nothing can be put to it, nor anything taken away from it. And God doeth it that men should fear before him. What a powerful verse. It almost seems odd and out of place found inside of the book of Ecclesiastes where a man is looking at his life living without regard to God and happens to examine and give an evaluation. And yet in the middle of it, such a powerful verse. And with this, let's just examine this verse. And what we're going to do as we examine this verse is that we're going to make two distinct applications that will run through it as a comparison. But notice again, we see this breakdown. I know that whatsoever God doeth, it shall be forever. Nothing can be put to it, nor anything taken from it. And God doeth it that men shall fear before him. Now remember that in this chapter, notice with me in chapter 3 verse 1, we're talking about seasons of life. To every purpose, verse 1, to everything there is a season and a time for every purpose under heaven. We know that there are different seasons of life. 
that the life isn't just a static thing, that we have different seasons. It ebbs and flows. We have happier days. We have less hap- We have more troublous days. We have healthy days. We have sick days. We have days we're preparing for death and days that we're enjoying life. We have seasons of life without a doubt. And yet within the seasons of life, here we have this different contrast about time that God interrupts in verse 14. And we move from the thought uh, uh, from time to the thought of eternity. That we must look and see how God breaks in and we need to think about eternal things and realize that life is not the end of it all. If you don't mind as we examine this, and again we're going to take an examination of an applica- two different applications. What are the two applications? Through this we're going to make the application of salvation and the application of the word of God. Let's examine this first together and then look at it with these two applications that we're looking through. First of all, we see a statement of faith, a statement of faith. Notice with me in verse number 14 again, I know that again, those who are familiar with me know I love that word. No, to know with evidence, to know with a surety, to have knowledge of, I know that whatsoever God doeth whatsoever God doeth, it shall be forever. He says, I know. This is a fact. As we're looking at these eternal things that it shall be forever, there are a couple of eternal things. And he says, I know. Eternity is a fact. There is something beyond this life. And that we know dealing with salvation that we are eternal souls and we will spend somewhere forever. We'll either spend time in heaven or spend time in hell. That it is a fact and that we can know for sure where we're going. We can have a surety of it that I know that whatsoever God doeth. Do you know that there are some things that God does that last for eternity. Now our little finite minds kind of stall and sputter out when we start thinking about eternity, thinking about the length of it, the breadth of it, the height of it. It is beyond our comprehending. And yet there are certain things that will last forever. Think about this. Let's make the two applications. First of all, salvation. I know that whatsoever God doeth, it shall be forever. Now, we start off with a problem that we are eternal souls, but because of our sin, we deserve to be separated from a holy God. Sin has separated us out. The Bible says, for the wages of sin is death. That word death carries the idea of separation, that because of our sin, we deserve to be separated from God. When we die, we know there's only two places to go, a wonderful place called heaven or an awful place called hell. But Jesus Christ died on the cross to pay for your sins and to pay for mine. Jesus died on the cross, was buried in the borrowed tomb, and he rose again the third day. When he rose again the third day, he proved two things. He proved, first of all, that he was God and that God was satisfied with the payment that was made. Now, as we look at this verse, I know that whatsoever God doeth, it shall be forever. That God should, that it shall be forever. When Jesus Christ died on the cross and he paid for our price, he finished the work. Now all that is left is for us to accept that gift. When we accept that gift of salvation, guess what? It lasts forever. John three sixteen. 
For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. How long is that? Is that a week? Is it a month? Is it a year? It's forever. I know that whatsoever God doeth, it shall be forever. When Jesus Christ died on the cross, he finished the work. When we accept the terms of that, we receive eternal life and it shall be forever. You know how encouraging that is that we can't lose it? We can't misplace it. We can't give it up. It's forever. In fact, Jesus gives this illustration in the gospel record of John chapter 10 that he says (coughs) that my sheep, he says, anything that's placed into his hand cannot be plucked out. By the way, that includes us. We can't pluck ourselves out. In addition, it also says we're also in the Father's hand and no man can pluck us out. That's including ourselves. That we're double secured. That whatsoever God doeth, it shall be done forever. That salvation, we're placed in Jesus' hands and God's hands and we can't get out. Not even if we wanted to. Why? Because it's forever. I'm so glad that what God does, it lasts forever. And the salvation that God has given to us last forever. God made a promise that whatsoever God doeth, did God do salvation? Yes. It shall last forever. Oh, that's a blessing. That's an encouragement. Well, let's make another application. Let's take the word of God. I know that whatsoever God doeth, it shall last forever. Well, did God put together the word of God? Absolutely. And does the Bible state that it will last forever? Yes. In fact, the Bible says that we're going to, that God's word is forever settled in heaven. That God has a Bible up in heaven. And by the way, his Bible matches our Bible. We don't have a different Bible than God does. And that God has done a work. And because it's God's work that God is the one who inspired his word. That word inspired means God breathed. That God's the one who gave us his word. And God said that he preserved his word. That it's God's responsibility to keep his word. That whatsoever God doeth, it shall last forever. God has put together his word and it doesn't need to be replaced. It doesn't need to be updated. It doesn't need to be edited. It doesn't need to be modified. God's word lasts forever. Here are two eternal things of God's works that God has given us salvation. And we know that whatsoever God doeth, it shall last forever. God gave us salvation. He did the work and it's going to last forever. I know that whatsoever God doeth, it shall last forever. God has given us his word and has promised to preserve his word. And whatsoever God doeth, it shall last forever. Isn't that encouraging? We can trust God for God to do his own work. And because God's work is such a great work, it's not shoddy. It's not half done. It's going to last forever. Well, that's encouraging. We see here a statement of fact that I know it's a statement of fact. But we also see in this verse a statement of faith. A statement of faith. Notice with me in verse 14 again. I know that whatsoever God doeth, it 
shall be forever. Nothing. What does nothing mean? Nothing. Nothing. Nothing can be put to it, nor anything take it from it. Now, here's a statement of faith that God has a purpose. And because of this purpose, God did it well, so well that nothing could be added to it. And nothing could be taken away from it. Now, this is a statement of faith. And I believe that God did such a good job that we don't have to add anything to it. So let's, once again, let's make our two applications. Let's take salvation. I know that whatsoever God doeth, it shall last forever. And nothing shall be put to it, nor anything taken from it. So when Jesus died on the cross, did he do a good job with it? He did such a good job that there's nothing we can do to add to it. That means when Jesus died on the cross, that we don't need to accept Jesus on the cross and something else. That Jesus did such a complete job on the cross that we don't need to get baptized in order to be saved as well. It's not accepting Jesus Christ and getting baptized, accepting Jesus Christ and doing good works, accepting Jesus Christ and keeping the mass, accepting Jesus Christ and taking the Lord's Supper, accepting Jesus Christ and speaking in tongues. It's not accepting Jesus Christ and anything else. There is nothing that could be put to it. Jesus did such a good job. We cannot add anything to it. It is complete. It's done. Nothing could be to it. At the same time, Nothing could be taken away from it. Nothing nor anything taken away from it. That Jesus did such a good job and it was everything we need. There's nothing you could take from it. It's complete as it is. Someone said that the, the definition of efficiency is not having any more parts to take away from it. Mm-hmm. It's good enough as it is. It's efficient. There's no extra parts. There's nothing that could be taken away from it. Same thing with salvation. There's nothing we could take away from it, something that's not necessary. It's complete as it is. By the way, it is simple. We as Christians need to keep that in mind. Keep it simple. Keep it simple. If you need to add the word stupid to add to it to give the crest a kiss, keep it simple, stupid. We make things so complicated all the time. God has made it simple. How simple is it? Jesus did all the work. All we have to do is accept the free gift. (laughs) Romans 6.23. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. All we have to do is accept the free gift. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. How do we accept that free gift? By calling upon him, by praying, by asking for it, by receiving the gift. Now remember, a prayer doesn't save you. Jesus saves you. All we're doing when we're praying is giving God permission to do what he said he wanted to do. There's nothing we could do to take away from it. It is simple enough as it is. Jesus did the work and we accept his gift. There's nothing to take away from it. It's good enough. Well, think about the second application, God's word. And we know... (laughs) And I know that whatsoever God doeth, it shall be forever. Nothing can be put to it, nor anything taken away from it. Because God put together his word, his word will last forever. And because whatsoever he does is perfect, there's nothing that could be added to it. We don't need to add anything to the Bible. It is good enough as it is. It is perfect. We don't have to add our thoughts and our opinions. We don't have to modify. We don't have to try to put more explainers. 
It's good enough as it is. At the same time, neither can anything be taken from it. That means we can't take anything away from God's word. It would no longer be perfect if we took something away from it. It is good enough as it is. It is eternal. It is perfect. There's no updates. There's no modifications. There's no lost books. There's nothing that we had to add to it to make it complete. It is already complete. I'm thankful for it, that we already have God's word. What a great statement of faith here. I know that whatsoever God doeth, it shall be forever. Nothing can be put to it, nor anything taken from it. And God, <laughs> that it is a statement of faith. It is a statement of faith. What an encouraging God that we have, that everything he does, it's perfect. It's going to last forever. We can't take anything from it. We can't add anything to it. So we have here a statement of fact. We have a statement of faith. But notice something else. We have a statement of fear. A statement of fear. Now remember our theme this year is the fear of the Lord is the beginning of all wisdom. We know that fear when it comes to God is not a bad thing. It is a very much a healthy thing. It's where wisdom begins. Having a fear of the Lord. It is an awe. It is just wow look at God. Now let's look at the statement again. I know that whatsoever God doeth it shall be forever. Nothing can be put to it nor anything taken from it. And God doeth it. Why? That men should fear before him. To go, wow, what a God. Let's look at our application again. We have salvation. I know that whatsoever God doeth, it shall be forever. Nothing can be taken from it. Nothing can be added to it. God doeth it. Why? That men might fear before him. Think about salvation. Salvation is so perfect that all we have to do is receive the gift. God already did the work to it. We can't add to it. We can't take it away. It's something that's going to last forever. And God doeth it in such a way that we go, wow, that is a big God. Amen. That is a big God. It is a wonderful God. It is a God who is amazing. We can trust in him. Salvation should make you go, wow, what a God. It should be something that said, man, my God is big enough to do this. My God is able to do this. He's able to save to the uttermost. He's able to do it. I trust him. What a big God. Let's make our other application. The word of God. I know that whatsoever God doeth, it shall be forever. Nothing could be put to it, nor anything taken from it. And God doeth it that men should fear before him. So God's word, God gave us his word, and God promises to preserve his word. God doeth it. And we know that whatsoever God doeth, it shall last forever. God's word's going to last forever. It is so perfect and so well preserved that we can't add anything to it. We can't take anything away. And God doeth it so men might fear before him. How is the only way we know about God, by the way? Through his word. That God has done it that we can look and say, wow, what a God just based off of his word. Wow, what a God. And he is an amazing God. Does the Bible still make you go, wow? Or is it a boring book? Is it a book that you say, this is God's word. This is amazing. 
Or is it, okay, I'm going to check this off. Well, part of the problem may be is that we need to go back and see, wow, what a God. That God has given us his word and he has preserved his word. That I know that whatsoever God doeth, it shall be forever. Nothing can be put to it, nor nothing taken from it. And God doeth it so that men should fear before him. God does these things so we look at him and go, wow, what a God. Wow, what a God. Revelation chapter 5, verse 3 and 4, it said, you don't have to turn there, but it says, who shall not fear thee, O Lord, and glorify thy name? With the fear of the Lord should bring us to the place where we're saying, wow, what a God. When's the last time God made you go, wow? When's the last time you thought about your salvation and went, wow, what a God? You know, one of the problems about being saved for a long time is that we forget what it's like to be lost. And we take it for granted that we're saved. And it becomes commonplace. And we're no longer wowed by what a great God that we have. Sometimes we just need to get back to the foot of the cross and realize Jesus died for me. Wow, what a God. Wow, what a God. We need to get back to the place where the Bible's wowing us. The Bible says in Psalm 119, it says <coughs> uh, that we should behold, uh, open my eyes that we may behold wonderful things out of thy law. The word wonderful carries the idea to make you go, wow, wow. When's the last time your Bible made you go, wow? It should be a commonplace so much that it's now my third favorite question. <laughs> um, I ask people, are you 100% sure if you die today that you go to heaven? And then I ask, how's your Bible reading? The number three, what's the last thing that your Bible made you go wow on? That's a good question. And it should be a common question. It should be something, man, I just read something the other day and I've still been thinking about it. Oh, there was a message I heard last week and I've still been thinking about it. What's the last thing that God made you go wow on? And again, it should be a consistent, constant thing. Why? God wants us to fear him. And the fear of him should make us go wow and glorify our God. We understand that this verse can apply several different areas. We just took two. That salvation and God's word. I know what's, that whatsoever God doeth, it shall be forever. Nothing can be put to it, nor anything taken from it. And God doeth it that men should fear before him. Our God is such a wonderful God that everything he does is perfect. And it is so perfect we can't take things away from it. We can't add to it. And it is so perfect that we should go, wow, what a God. What a God. Is your God that wow, what a God? Is your God that big God that you can see that whatsoever he does, he does it perfect? We know that with this verse, you could put other applications inside of your life with it, using that verse. Put other things in there that I know that whatsoever God doeth, it shall be forever. I'm thankful that God's doing a work in us. Amen. Amen. That he that beginneth a good work in you shall continue against that day. What day? The day that we meet Christ. 
I'm so thankful that he's trying to do a work in me. And I, if I let him do his work, that whatsoever he does, it's going to be perfect. It's going to last forever. He's trying to mold me to something that's usable. And that God's got a plan for me even after this life. You can make many applications. This is why this is one of those verses you need to have on hand for your own encouragement and for others. This is a verse that you can put application after application after application on. It's one of those verses that scream, wow, what a God. Thank you for listening to this audio message. This is Pastor Scotty Bockhaus, and I encourage you to take this information that you just received and make a specific decision to follow after the Lord. If you don't know Jesus Christ as your Savior, let me beg you to take the time to receive Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. If you are saved, I encourage you to make a decision in your life to help you get closer with the Lord. If there's anything specific we can do to be a blessing or to pray for you, we encourage you. Look us up on the internet at riverviewbc.com. Once again, that's riverviewbc.com. Or if you would prefer to call us, you could give us a call at area code 920 530-6308. Once again, that number is 920-530-6308. If there's anything we can do to be a blessing or an encouragement to you, please let us know. We would love to make ourselves available. Thank you.